Howdy, fellow Muppet fans, and welcome once again to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. And I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And with us today is our special guest. Introduce yourself, special guest. Uh, Julia Gaskill. Um, I'm a Tough Pigs writer and also the co-host of the other Tough Pigs podcast, Frog Kissin'. Yes, the original Tough Pigs podcast. Yeah, that's right. I did it first. Yeah, you, you predated us by several years. Just a, we are, we a are year or two. <laughs> yes. Uh, and today we are looking at minutes 45 and 46 of the Muppet movie. This is a clip that begins with Piggy getting excited about joining Kermit on his trip, and it ends with Piggy getting excited about going with Kermit on his trip. And in between, we have Fozzie buying ice cream and Gonzo buying balloons. Yes. So, uh, Which doesn't, doesn't sound that action-packed, but actually really kind of is. A lot happens. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly, a lot happens in between those, those bookends. Uh, so Piggy, at the, at the end of our last clip, Kermit said that uh, he and the guys are going out west, but first they're going for ice cream. Does Piggy want to join? So here she's getting very excited. She runs away. And Kermit is just sort of mildly confused because he doesn't know yet that she thinks that he just invited her to go to Hollywood. But I guess I'm not sure. Are we supposed to know yet? Or are we just in the dark like Kermit? I think we are supposed to know because like we're watching the movie and that's what the whole thing's about. So what? what else would she think? So we're not supposed to assume that Piggy's you know, like, really excited we, about ice cream. No, um, I don't <laughs> think so. I will say, though, I love, um, you say Kermit's just kind of confused. That little head nod he does and the way he just kind of goes, huh, is such a great example of how expressive Jim Henson could be with that puppet. Because Kermit's not, like, Kermit doesn't have facial features, really. But there's so much in that little slight turn of his head that tells you exactly how confused Kermit is. Yeah, totally. It's, Yeah, it's not even a complete shrug. It's just sort of a small tilt of his head. I also just love that, like, because he does think that Piggy is just getting excited about ice cream, that, like, that's his reaction. He's like, oh, okay, she must really like ice cream, I guess. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he just met her. He doesn't know anything about her. Maybe she's the world's biggest ice cream fan. That is a good point. He knows that she uh, accosts random strangers in the crowd and holds them in her arms. <laughs> yes, that did just happen. That's, that's very fair. That's a good point. So, like, yeah, it probably, like, totally makes sense to him. Right, exactly. While that's happening, Fozzie goes to actually get the ice cream, and uh, the ice cream salesman is beloved celebrity Bob Hope. Is, is that who he is? Beloved, beloved celebrity, celebrity Bob, Bob Hope. Hope. You know, he, everybody loves him. He entertained the troops. Right? He sure did. <laughs> oh. So this, what, what Muppet Show guest star is this on our list? I haven't been keeping track of the numbers. This is, this is our seventh Muppet star of nine. Seven? Seven. Right. We have two more coming up. So uh, Bob Hope guest starred in... Our eighth if we count Charlie McCarthy, but I'm not counting Charlie McCarthy. So Bob Hope was this seven. I don't think we need to count Charlie McCarthy as his own person. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if we count Charlie, we have to count Big Bird. So, Mm. never mind. Seven. Okay, we'll stick with seven. (laughs) So, yeah, so Bob Hope guest starred on The Muppet Show in season two. He was, I guess he got his his big start in radio, or is he one of these vaudeville guys first? He started out in vaudeville as a young guy, but kind of the tail end of vaudeville, you know. 
he was born in 1903, so silent movies were vaudeville was dying. Right. Okay. So then, radio movies, early TV. He was in uh, the the road movies with Bing Crosby. Uh, he hosted the Oscars several times. He has a cameo. Nineteen. Nineteen times. He hosted the Oscars nineteen so, times. Really? Yes. Does he have the record? Between 19- yeah, he still has the record between nineteen thirty eight and nineteen seventy seven. I want to say was the last one. Wow. That's so many times. Who's number two? Is it Johnny Carson or? Uh, I think Billy Crystal passed Johnny Carson, but let me double check here. Yeah, because I thought Billy Crystal was number one, but he definitely hasn't hosted the Oscar 19 times, so. Let's see. List of past Academy Award. This is making for riveting radio. Yeah, we can trim this down. Can you imagine, though, Billy Crystal breaking out that Wonderful Night for Oscar song for the 19th time? (laughs) Um, No, uh, so I was wrong. Bob Hope's first time was 1940. So between 1940 and 1977, 19 times. Johnny Carson, five. Oh, I thought Johnny Carson did more than that. And how many Billy Crystal? Eight. Eight. Okay. Well, so there we go. Um, now, Anthony, you once told me that at a certain point in your life, you stopped trying to like Bob Hope. Man, I just, I just don't get him. I don't get the appeal. Like, I, I actually have written in my notes. Um, he pulls out the ice cream. Like, he pulls out two obviously styrofoam ice cream cones, right? Like, complete ice cream cones out of the, yeah, out of the I, freezer. I noticed that too. And like, even as a kid, that bugged me. But now it just seems so fitting because that's classic Bob Hope. He shows up. He doesn't put in any effort. He just expects it to be hilarious because he's Bob Hope. (laughs) And guess what? It's not because he's not that funny. And even in this, like his big joke is is funny cone. Honey, I hardly know you. And the only thing that's funny about that is that Fozzie goes, ah, but seriously. And Fozzie smacks the ice cream cart as he said that, as he says that, which I, is <laughs> right. which that's great. But every, and I've seen a ton of Bob Hope movies now. I've got, you know, I love old comedies. You, you know, I do. Yeah. You know, I'm a huge Marx Brothers fan and Ernst Lubitsch and so on. But Bob Hope, man, those road movies are just collections of mediocre gags. You know, I watched uh, My Favorite Blonde, and it was not my favorite comedy. <laughs> and just, I've tried so many times, and I just don't like Bob so Hope Bob at Hope all. just not happening for you? Mm-mm. So, Ju- I don't think I've... I've never seen a Bob Hope okay. film, so, Anthony, you're painting, like, a very clear picture of me not wanting to see Bob Hope films, is what... Yeah, I would, yeah. I would wait until you've seen every other classic comedy okay. uh, ever made. And then move on. And then that'll be my last resort when I need something fresh to watch. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, Julia, what's I, I was going to ask you to describe mm-hmm. your current feelings toward Bob Hope, but maybe just neutral at this point. It's pretty indifferent. Yeah. yeah. I've seen seen him in the Muppet movie, and then uh, the Muppet Show, and that's really kind yeah. of it. He, I I've always known who Bob Hope is, but like he was never a name in my house growing up. He wasn't like one of the old-timey comedians that we watched so uh pretty indifferent yeah that's interesting i think he is just one of those celebrities who kind of uh, if you're of like at least of a certain age you definitely know who he was but you might Mm -hmm. not have actually ever seen him in anything or have any reason to believe that he was funny he hosted some telethons didn't he wasn't that a big thing about him am i thinking of the right person 
You're thinking of Jerry Lewis. Oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah, he's the telephone guy. Yep. Um, I, I was going to say, though, um, one of the other things Bob Hope is best known for is he hosted these TV specials on NBC for decades and decades. And the Muppets were in a bunch of them. Um, Kermit and Piggy were in the Bob Hope All-Star Christmas Comedy Special from 1977. Happy Birthday, Bob! From 1978, celebrating his own 75th birthday. So, shows you how nice of a guy he is. And Bob Hope's salute to the 75th anniversary of the World Series in 1978. And Big Bird was also in two. Bob Hope's World of Comedy in 1976. And, yep, Road to China in 1979. Where, Where Carol Spinney as Big Bird actually went to China for the first time before Big Bird in China to do jokes with Bob Hope about how big their noses both are. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what led to Big Bird in China, I think. Uh, and he's in uh, Miss Piggy's Hollywood, very briefly. Yeah, doing a joke. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything fun. He just <laughs> Well, it's just a joke about how he hosted the Oscars, but he never won an Oscar. Mm. So that's mm-hmm. what that is. Uh, but in this movie, he's playing an ice cream salesman, and he asks Fozzie what flavor he wants. He mentions chocolate. Okay, great. Vanilla, coffee. He says peach fudge, which sounds... Yeah. Have you ever heard of this flavor? Well, I kind of feel like the joke is that coffee, peach fudge, and rum banana are probably not the most popular flavors, and he's trying to pawn them off, right? Like, I got a bunch of these. Yes, I think... Do, do you I want... just feel like coffee is a legitimate flavor, but peach fudge and rum banana both sound disgusting, and I can't imagine yeah. anybody ever wanting to eat those. I mean, rum banana is bananas foster, right? Isn't that what bananas foster is? Bananas with I rum know, in them? Yeah. I think right. so. All right. And how is that? It's delicious. <laughs> I'll have to try it sometime. On the other hand, I'm not a big fan of rum or bananas, so. Well, yeah. there you go. I like rum, but not bananas. Um, I, I like both of those things. I, I've never caught the peach fuzz before. I think, like, in the past, I always just thought he was, like, I thought there was a comma between the peach and the fudge, but, like, in rewatching this clip, like, kind of like paying closer attention. It, it's definitely one flavor, and I don't know what that would taste like. No, it sounds terrible. I guess it's yeah. also possible yeah. that Bob Hope just delivered that line poorly. Like Maybe it was supposed to be That's... peach and fudge and rum banana. It could be like that thing where Christopher Walken supposedly removes the punctuation from all his scripts when he gets them. So maybe uh, yeah. Bob Hope just put the, 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 the comma in the wrong place. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so Fozzie orders uh, the honey ice cream. You you mentioned uh, the little exchange there, honey. I hardly know you. Um, yeah, these are obviously fake ice cream cones, which is just, it's a movie thing. But uh, the other thing is that Muppets can't really interact with real food because it'll get all over the puppets. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, Fozzie orders the dragonfly ripple for his friend the frog, which also sounds disgusting. So, yeah, but that's a yeah. joke, though. He's a frog. But the, the majority of flavors that Bob Hope is selling sound bad. Honey doesn't sound bad, though. I would eat honey ice cream. Yeah, honey ice cream. I've had honey ice cream. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Where'd you? Is that something that, like, at a Baskin-Robbins kind of thing? or? Uh, Portland is, uh, we have a lot of artisan ice creameries uh, where they make in-house ice cream, and they're really bizarre flavors. So we have, like, I can think of, like, four different locations that make ice cream in here in Portland, so uh, I've had a lot of bizarre flavors. Ne- never Dragonfly Ripple, but I've had <laughs> That'll honey. be next month. 
But yes, honey seems to me probably. to be just on the acceptable side of weird. I, I actually had, um, we, I used to live in mid-Missouri, and every 17 years, there is a plague of locusts in mid-Missouri. <laughs> um, cicadas, really. But um, we get a whole bunch of them, and they're just everywhere for a summer. And this was in about 2010. Um, Sparky's Ice Cream in Columbia, Missouri actually had cicada ice cream. Ew. And it was terrible. Oh, you tried it? But it was a novelty. Yeah, I tried it. Yeah, so yeah. that's the closest. That, I mean, that's pretty close to Dragonfly Ripple, really. Right. It was not yeah. very good. Yeah. So do they do like a, like a Plague of Frogs ice cream? <laughs> no, we don't, have, we don't have frogs. There's no frog season. Uh, overrunning the city every 17 years. Um, so then we cut. Oh, anything else about Bob Hope before we move on? Not for me. All right. Uh, so then we move on to another celebrity cameo as Gonzo prepares to buy a balloon for Camilla, and it's Richard Pryor. Okay, so if if I may, I want I want the viewers at home, if they're watching the Muppet movie, to look at the difference between how much effort Bob Hope puts in and how much effort <laughs> Richard Pryor puts in. Because he is incredible in this. He's really good. He He is a lot more expressive in his limited screen time. I love his expression after he tells Gonzo to get, like, multiple balloons, where he does, like, the pullback smile. It's such a great moment. Are you t- talking about when he says both? and like Yeah. Yeah, yeah and because he looks like he just blew the customer's mind. Yep. Like, he knows this is going to be the greatest thing they've ever heard. And he's right. That, and, and right before that, when he says, can I give you a word of advice? And then he looks around to make sure nobody else can hear this <laughs> great secret, except for him and Gonzo, right? Oh, man, I just love him so much. Yeah, this is a character who has clearly sold a lot of balloons this way. Mm-hmm. But I- I'm sorry, I stepped on it. We should probably go back and see who Richard Pryor who is. Who so, is Richard I'm- Pryor? Um, so he was uh, probably best known as a stand-up comedian, often cited as one of the best stand-up comedians ever. He was in various movies uh, over the course of his career. I-, I would say most notably silver streak stir crazy and superman 3 <laughs> right he was in a few movies with gene wilder and then he was in a superman movie which is a pretty good deal although not one of the better ones um and then he uh he also co-wrote blazing saddles which is pretty no- notable yeah um however he was not on the muppet show although he was supposed to be but he had to cancel um Presumably with short notice, because it was when uh, Richard Pryor dropped out that they ended up uh, having one of the Muppet Show writers, Chris Langham, appear as a guest star on the show. Um, We're not certain why Richard Pryor uh, canceled his Muppet Show appearance, but the timing seems to uh, seems to coincide with a drug-related accident that he had, so he it, it probably had something to do with that. And and we should say Chris Langham himself has stated that, as far as he knows, that was the reason. Yeah, I, I, that's that's Chris Langham saying it. That's not Richard Pryor saying it. Right. You know, I, I think so who I think Chris Langham's quote was that Richard Pryor had blown himself up freebasing, which is pretty accurate if you if you read about that accident. Yeah. Yeah. So you can read up. We'll we'll let people uh, Google that if they want to find out more about that. Um, but he was on Sesame Street a few times. He... Yeah, I love the one where he just kind of says the ABCs. Yeah. With, like, in, like, this, like, forceful, mildly annoyed way. Well, it's... 
he just I don't know how scripted it was or if he was just totally riffing but yeah it's just Richard Pryor saying the ABCs but somehow he makes it seem really cool and really funny Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he yeah there were a couple others like he talked about parts of the body there's uh, something I read about on Muppet Wiki which I have not seen but apparently something where he eats strawberries in a park with a little boy I have not seen that one that sounds great (laughs) yeah But anyway, Richard Pryor, funny guy. Um, So he uh, successfully sells Gonzo on taking the whole bunch of balloons because girls will go gaga for it. And sure enough, Camilla goes gaga, gaga. (laughs) That makes me so happy. Yeah, that's great. The way that Camilla just starts flapping her wings and saying gaga, gaga. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Makes me laugh. Every single time. And I've seen this movie a lot of times. Yeah, we talked uh, once before about how it's kind of a little bit of a thankless role for Jerry Nelson that his most like his most prominent character in this movie is a chicken. But he really does yeah. the most he can with it. Yeah, he does great work with it. And uh, as far as I can tell, Lady Gaga did not get her name uh, from this scene. <laughs> it was some other Gaga. Oh, it was the Queen song Radio Gaga. But it would have been really cool if it came from this. It would have oh, I didn't know that's where she got it from. Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, if the website biography.com is to be believed. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't even think about her <laughs> in relationship to this. You don't immediately um, think I, of Lady Gaga was, when you hear Gaga Gaga? I actually immediately think of Lady Gaga when I think of the Muppets, because Muppets and Lady Gaga's Holiday Spectacular is my favorite Muppet. Oh, movie. obviously. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. Um... Uh, about this scene, I, in addition to Pryor, in addition to Camilla, I love how Gonzo gets like gets so into the whole balloon thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like so excited by the idea that he's gonna buy a balloon or two balloons or a bunch of balloons. Yeah, or the whole bunch. Yeah. Anything else uh, about Richard Pryor or the balloons before we move on, and then we will come back. I just think it's like a really nice, like kind of classic Gonzo moment because on the one hand, he's always been like not always, but during, like, the Muppet Show, he did become, like, this big romantic character where he loves doing the romantic gestures. And on the other hand, he is, he needs very little prodding to do, like, the absolute extreme of something. Mm. And so all, all Richard Pryor is like, hey, why don't you just need to do this? And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to get all of the balloons. And I don't know. I love Gonzo. He's my absolute favorite. And so this moment is always, like, one of the best. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's Gonzo being romantic, but... Also, he's Gonzo, so he's going to be... He, he's going to do it the biggest way possible. Yeah. He's going to do it his own way. <laughs> yeah. Um, at at a minute and 21 seconds of the clip that we're watching, so it's like almost uh, three quarters of the way through this clip, um, there are two interesting visual symbols. One is the Coca-Cola logo, which we've seen a couple times before, and we speculated about whether it might be product placement. So I'm starting to think that it probably was product placement. Hmm. How many times have you seen the Coca-Cola well, label? At, at least once. I feel like we may have seen it one other time, too. But... I think this is the second time. When okay. was the first time? Uh, the Coke cans, or the, the cans that are, are trailing behind Kermit and Piggy's uh, car in the wedding fantasy oh. sequence are, are yeah. clearly Coke cans. I don't know. I might just be... Uh, thinking about it too much but that's what we do when we watch it two minutes at a time you know it's funny like obviously none of us were alive when this movie came out but later on if it had been product placement there would have been like muppet movie coke cans and 
you know, Muppet movie 20 ounce Coke bottle. Yeah. With Gonzo on the side with his balloons. Yeah, which I guess they didn't really do uh, for this. But uh, the other interesting visual symbol is a Confederate battle flag. What? I missed that yeah. one. Yeah, when Kermit, when Kermit is walking through looking for his friends and we just see there's about eight, eight or so seconds of Kermit just walking, looking for yelling for his friends. Right behind him, we see someone carrying a small Confederate flag. Oh, yeah. Just casually walking and sort of like bobbing it up and down. So I guess we've we've also speculated about where all this stuff is taking place. So I think this is evidence that this scene, the the fair at least, probably they're still somewhere in the American South. Yeah. Right. Would be a good I mean, guess. Well, I mean, it kind of seems like the whole movie is in the American South, right? I mean, Kermit's in the swamp, Mississippi. Right. I'm heading west, you know, and going to Southern California. Through deserts. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, but I, of course, if this movie were made today, you would not see the Confederate battle flag. But, um... Probably not. Yeah. So, let me let me ask you something. Um, you, are, you are from the American South. I am from Texas. Yes, and I'm from the American North, uh, North Dakota, more specifically. I've never heard anyone call it the Confederate battle flag in my entire oh, life. Well, yeah, I haven't either. There were that's that's not me being a, a Southerner. That's me being like <laughs> calling things by very specific names because there were multiple flags of the Confederacy during the Civil War. So at some point, I just picked up that that was most accurately referred to as a Confederate battle flag. But whatever, it's the Confederate flag. Sure. Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah. Just, just. Yeah. Curious. No, that's just me being oh. weird. Sure. I would say pedantic. Pedantic. Anyways, that's um... a good word for me. <laughs> um, also, though, in that same, as we see Kermit walking, we also see a woman holding a like a stuffed pink horse or an inflatable I, pink horse. I did notice that, and I think that's what I was paying attention to while I was missing the Confederate flag. Yeah, I love that. Like, I just love how all it just feels so much like a real county fair, you know. Yeah. It's such a great, like, specific... We're in 1979 at the county fair, and there's no way around it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And there's one little moment where Kermit is wandering around calling for Gonzo, and he kind of glances at that stuffed animal as if he thinks for a second that it might be Gonzo. He just wants to make sure it's not. (laughs) At least that's how I I like to read that. Uh, And then, let's see what we got here. Uh, Kermit meets back up with Fozzie... And then, uh, oh, so here's Piggy again, and she's packed to go to Hollywood. Okay, so Piggy is packed, like you say, to go yeah. to Hollywood. She is carrying one handbag. And I feel like if this had been later in Piggy's evolution, you know, like Superstar, Fantastic Miss Piggy show, Miss Piggy's Guide to Life era Piggy, oh, yeah. she would have like six or seven bags, and she'd be like pulling a cart behind her with all of her many, many packages of clothing. Yeah, she'd have like rats like pulling along a giant like a giant thing of suitcases. Right, right. But here she's just like carrying one little handbag, and she has her hat on. And she's just she's like much. She's just like she's re- she's ready to go here. She's not she's not like the diva yet, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, it's also appropriate, I think, to Piggy at this point in the story, with this being the Muppet origin story, that Piggy as a small town girl you know, just trying to, to get some recognition by entering beauty pageants probably wouldn't realistically have all those bags. But at the same time, she's still piggy. Right. So. Didn't they have a gag like that in uh, 
Muppets Most Wanted, where she has a bunch of bags? Um, I think so. Isn't it The Muppets? And when she shows up from France in the theater? Oh, maybe, yeah. Like, she doesn't come with them. And then later on, she shows up in the in the Muppet Theater with, like, a guy pushing her cart with many bags. Oh, okay. I, it's, it's possible that they also did it in both movies. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, Muppets Most Wanted, she's with them the whole right. time. Right. I was just picturing her showing up at the train station for their tour with a bunch of bags. Oh, she probably yeah. does, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, here she only has one bag. One bag. One bag piggy. Um, and then... <laughs> one bag piggy. That's what they call her. Oh, one bag piggy. And then just at the end of this clip, we start to see uh, some some commotion in the background with the balloons, but we don't know what's happening yet. Okay, but um, before we end... When Piggy finds out that they're going to Hollywood specifically, because yeah. before at the beginning of this clip, Kermit just says out west, or at the end of last last clip, right. Kermit says we're heading west, and so she didn't know. She just thought, you know, anywhere to get out of Bogan County, I'm going. Heading west sounds great, but when she finds out that it's Hollywood here, she starts jumping up and down, and it is the most adorable thing. It's like Piggy's most adorable moment of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like she was already excited to go on this trip with this this frog that she just met and she's already in love with. But now she finds out that he's going to Hollywood, which is obviously some kind of dream for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Adorable one-bag piggy. Oh. <laughs> That's what they call her. So, yeah, that brings us to the end of, of uh, this clip. Uh, so I, I know we're probably going to have a lot to say next week. So uh, I guess, Julia, I'll ask you this now. What's your, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Is it Where does it rank among your favorite Muppet movies? I definitely saw it when I was younger. Um, I was raised on both this one and The Great Muppet Caper. Um, and I don't know how young I was. I would guess probably around like four or five. Um, that would probably be the age um what was the second question oh is it oh where does it rank um green muppet caper is my all-time favorite i i would say this is a close second i think the muppet movie to me i think the muppet movie is the perfect muppet movie like of all the the muppet films that exist this is like the best one um but great muppet caper is my favorite just for personal like reasons and opinions um but yeah, I would give this the number two slot for me. That is very similar to the way I rank them. Yeah. Yeah, me too, actually. Cool. Nice. Great minds think alike. Yeah. Uh, although it would be a lot more exciting if we had, like... Yeah, if I was like, yeah. nah, my favorite is Mothers from Space. You're so wrong. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You're off the podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, any further thoughts about these minutes before we close up? I have one thing. I never noticed until today that Richard Pryor is wearing a bow tie like a lapel pin. A bow tie? And that's so like great. Like a lapel pin. He's wearing a, he has a, just a bow tie pinned to his chest. Well, now I have and to it looks, go back and look. And I look. noticed that as well. Oh, it's cool. a good look. It is. It totally oh, is. Yeah. yeah. How about that? And it's sort of like American flag colors, too, so it's patriotic. Yeah. Yeah. And what fun whimsical touches does Bob Hope have to his costume? None. <laughs> His hat says ice cream on it. None. 
as if we don't yeah, know what his job is when Fozzie says, I'd like an ice cream. Yeah, does Richard Pryor's hat say balloon on it? No, nah, it just looks cool. Yeah, so because obviously they were both responsible for creating their own costumes. So we should celebrate Richard Pryor for for creating a cool costume. Well, no, no, what it says is that Callista Hendrickson, I don't know, did she design the human costume? I don't know. I actually don't know. Probably not, Probably right? Not. I don't know. Well, whoever did obviously likes Richard Pryor better than Bob they Hope were, because they enjoy comedy. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, whatever. We'll just give Bob Hope a generic ice cream man uniform. Yeah. yeah. But that reminds me, um, speaking of things that make us ask, have you noticed? That's a really bad transition. Um, have we talked about the fact that Gonzo's hat has a little spigot on it? I don't think we have. Which is, it almost looks like the little Gonzo head from his truck. I don't think it is. I think it's just a spigot, but it's a, a nice little touch with Gonzo having been a plumber in this movie. Yeah, I actually really like Gonzo's look in this movie in general. It's it's an underrated one, I feel like. Yeah. People don't talk about it as much as they talk about the sweater vest or the purple tux or the chili peppers. Right, because we, we really don't see but, this, this outfit again on Gonzo. Yeah. This is the Muppets' biggest hit movie that everybody's seen. So yeah, but he never wore this outfit again for whatever reason. Right, right. But it looks great, and he should have. Well, maybe they'll surprise us, and he will again in the next new thing. I like your optimism, If there sir. is a next new thing. <laughs> Oof. So... With that note of optimism, we can uh, close out this episode. Uh, don't forget to check out Tough Pigs on the internet at toughpigs.com. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and some other places. You can find me on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. You can find Anthony at Zeppo Marxist. And Julia, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm also on Twitter at Geek Girl Grown Up. Cool. And in the meantime, uh, you could please everyone uh, give us a positive review on iTunes and tell all your friends to listen to the show. And we will catch you again next time on another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye! Bye, guys!